song shit <laughs> all right that's a sensor i got ready for you yeah <laughs> like You're i'm gonna I, keep your finger on it the whole time <laughs> the whole time of <laughs> this mother you wanna and then <laughs> and all right welcome to the no all 15 all cast this is uh the beginning of season three. Uh, we're going to start off season three with a brand new series, which is uh, the 90s comedy series. And uh, I guess you can almost call it like the hood comedy series because we're kind of going into the hood. Uh, some of these are like hood classics. I consider them hood classics. That's, you know, me. I don't know what you want to call them. Um, anyways, uh, we're going to start off with the movie House Party. But uh, before we jump into that, I got to ask my man. My right hand man here, uh, great Scott, who's on with me. How are you doing, man? Good. Yeah, I watched the movie. <laughs> prepared. I've seen this shit a lot. A lot. Okay. HBO yeah, me. movie I channel. This shit was yeah. on. I saw all it. the time. Uh, there was, I'll say, one point in my life where I knew every word in the film. Mm-hmm. Like I would recite it along with the movie. That was, that's how much I had seen it too. It was a classic. Um, was. So, how you doing, man? Anything new? How's your week? Anything happen? Oh, I'm good. No, I don't know. New Year's? What the hell's going on? What day is it? <laughs> almost lockdown again? Lockdown season? Something like is that. that. What All I know is it's almost fucking playoffs and they better not ruin it. <laughs> they better not ruin it. Um, all right, cool. You know, uh, for me, this week, uh, I was on lockdown all week. I'm pretty much on quarantine because I had COVID in the house, so... Oh. Wife got COVID. Uh, so far, no one else. I mean, people had, you know, some of the kids had little symptoms, but they were okay. Um, but uh, yeah, just the test game over here. That's what I'm call it. You know, waiting on the tests, waiting on test results. I never got sick, never got any symptoms. I'm fully vaxxed, boosted up. Um, yeah, so we'll see. See how it goes. But that's it for me this week. And excited because we're back to recording, man. It's like there was a hiatus. We took a break. You know, we kept putting stuff out every week because we had a lot of stuff, a lot of content that we recorded, um, kind of banked up. And now that we're back, I'm just I'm ready, hyped. You know, do this. Honestly, for me, that hiatus was way too long. Oh wow, really? It sucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe next year when we go on hiatus, Scott's gonna keep making content and put it out for us. Straight triple X porn. The we <laughs> the weekly great Scott. Just audio. Just audio. Oh, oh yeah. You gotta watch this episode. Whose pussy is this? Give me that pussy. <laughs> it was in the movie. It was in uh-huh. the movie. Who pussy is this? Uh there was a lot of pussy talk in the movie. Uh, there was. Of, uh, yeah, and different moments too. It was it's just it was a slang term. Uh, it's still very popular today. I'll say that much. Um all right, so I guess that can run into our first segment, which is our, uh, you know, what are you watching now segment. So now play, now play, motion picture, motion picture. What are you watching? Now play at a motion hey, picture watching? theater near you. What's he watching now? Yeah, what's he watching though? So what are you watching, man? What are you watching right now? What's on? What's in your queue, or what, what have you been on? We just finished watching The Witcher and mm. the wheel of time and we're watching that show goliath with billy bob thornton oh, okay i heard of that yeah it gets pretty wild come the third year third season mm-hmm. he's getting dosed with acid and shit it's like pure and loathing but a tv okay. show it's pretty fucking crazy nice 
And uh, what would you tell people to convince them to watch Wheel of Time? Wheel of Time, it's uh, it's like a classic world reminiscent of Lord of the Rings. It's closer mm-hmm. to that than, say, The Witcher. Mm-hmm. It's just like classic medieval fantasy. There's some interesting mm-hmm. takes. You know, it's kind of almost another He-Man situation where civilization in the past was more advanced. Mm-hmm. But it was magical-based mm-hmm. technology, you know, and now... Mm-hmm. There's some person was in prison in the past and he's trying to break free from this prison. It's kind of basic fantasy shit over a period of time as opposed to trying to make just a single movie out of it. Yeah. And the magic effects are a little, I don't want to say like better because they're not the greatest, but it's just there's actual visual effects to the magic compared Mm -hmm. to Lord of the Rings where the wizard battles were just telekinesis and they were doing like 360 spins in the air and shit. Like there's more to Mm -hmm. this. Okay. And the combat was like real visceral right mm. off the bat. I thought like, oh, this, like you said, it looks like it's a sci-fi channel fucking TV show. <laughs> it did. Because the lighting is so bright. What The shit they shoot outdoors in the daytime looks like sci-fi. Mm. Gotcha. But when these fucking troll orc things show up, man, they're like disemboweling people and like there's no cuts. Mm-hmm. They don't cut away from any of the violence. It was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, okay. Nice. And then there's there's a good like you know little prophecy story and shit woven into it, and all these kids have different abilities. Good. Is it? uh, Would you say that and The Witcher is similar? Like there's mages and you know there's you know obviously like battles and stuff going on in The Witcher too. Uh, Would you say Witcher and The Wheel Time are similar? They are. I mean, it's high magic, I guess, would be a way Mm -hmm. to explain it in both stories. Like magic is highly influential in the outcome of the story mm-hmm. compared to say Conan or like that wizard's magic mm-hmm. moves the story along but it's not like world changing events yeah and both of these like in the Witcher first season anyone familiar with the Witcher games he's a, a monster hunter a yeah. mutant type belongs to like an order of monster hunters and they mutate themselves so that they can survive the effects of potions that they drink to like boost their strength and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he finds this girl, he doesn't find her. He wins like a bet or some shit at a, in some small kingdom that he worked for at one point. He ends up getting yeah. their daughter as like a, a bounty. In the Witcher you're talking about, right? Yeah. In the Witcher. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's on season two. All right, cool. Anything else? The, those are the only shows, any movies you've seen recently? Uh, oh, you recommend we discussed the Matrix earlier. I really liked that one. You didn't. No. Dune. Dune. I think honestly, Dune. Like anybody who liked Game of Thrones and Witcher and shit like that, Dune's kind of. I think that'll be the next thing. Like they, I can yeah. see them making TV shows and shit out of this, like really yeah. expanding the universe. I hope they do because I'm. It's all brand new to me. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love it, man. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, for me, TV show wise, um, I started watching Succession recently. Uh, that is basically about uh, this rich ass family and how much they hate each other. So, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all kind of uh, angling to do what's best for their own self interests in this within this family, this empire, uh, you could say. So, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, I'm sure you'll like it. So that, um. Also watching uh, Southside, which is awesome. I don't know anyone who's not watching it. You need to watch it. It's kind of like it's a quick a quick summary of it is um, a pair of recent community college graduates look to become entrepreneurs in Chicago Southside. These two dudes. Yeah, they just graduated from community college and they work like at a rent center type place. Mm -hmm. And it like to me, it reminds me of like uh, like it's always sunny, like to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's just the stuff that they get into, man. It's so hilarious, so absurd. And uh, it, it's probably my favorite new comedy right now that I'm watching. Um, so I definitely recommend that to people if they haven't seen it. I think it's on HBO Max. Uh, the first season came out on Comedy Central and then uh, HBO Max picked it up. And uh, it's exclusively on there now, I think. Cool. So, do they do repossessions and shit at their yes. jobs? Yes. Yes. It's funny, man. I couldn't like, do that, man. I fucking did no, that do, for a couple like, weeks. Sometimes. They're I did repossessing that job for a the while. dumbest shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Like once they go get a grill, they go repossess a grill. Like this dude's about to have a cookout, and he's like, "Oh, we got we came to get the grill." Like everyone's there at the party, <laughs> and they just go and take the grill. Another mm-hmm. time they go and take a microwave. It's, it's just like they're another episode. They're like going to repossess an Xbox. It's just some funny uh-huh. shit, dude. That happened. Dude, we went to this fucking house. People do, and the motherfuckers like, yeah, we need to take this family's fridge. Oh my god. We're here to take their refrigerator. This lady's fucking (laughs) this lady's crying and going, You can't take my refrigerator. What am I gonna do with my food? And the guy's like, All right, unplug the fridge. I go, No, man. I'm not fucking taking this lady's fridge. You're gonna have to come back with somebody else. I'm not fucking doing Uh, this shit. And that's a funny thing. So that's just like, yeah, man. Oh my god. I couldn't imagine that situation. (laughs) It was fucking sad. uh, It was Yeah, dude. But in this show, it's like it's you know thankfully it's nothing that bad it's kind of like just dumb stuff um but like there's also a couple cops on that show that are hilarious like they they just show them walking the beat and the stuff that they get into on the yeah. south side and then there's like also a story like these are all kind of concurrent stories happening on the south side like they're the two like main characters uh the two guys that work like at the i can't remember the name of the random place but um then you have like the cops, the, the, the partners, and then you have like a story of like the aldermans with like a lawyer who's trying to like fit in and stuff. And it's just really funny, man. A lot of the, yeah. all the stuff that happens in the hijinks. Um, so it's definitely, I think, worth worth uh, check out if you're looking into that, um, like a comedy, a new comedy to watch, uh, sitcom. And uh, movie wise, um, just catching up, man, on my on my queue, like with stuff I couldn't watch last year. Like, I started watching Army of Thieves, I think, which is, like, a prequel to Army of the Dead. So, still watching that. Um, and then I was watching, because uh, I think our last episode of last season was, like, our cold weather episode. So, well, that week, I think I was watching, like, The Ice Road with uh, Liam Neeson, uh, mm-hmm. where he's, like, driving trailers in uh, and yep. like, up in Alaska or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty good, man. Check that out. Um that was like, a pretty oh serious God. pretense about that fucking yes. ice road. Like, what was it yes. about? What did they have yeah. to transport? What did they have? Uh, there was like, there were, <laughs> there were some drills, I think, or something to that effect. Um, because a mine had collapsed and they got to get these miners out. Oh, and the miners are in the, yep. Yeah. So uh, that is something um, checked out too. But other than that, uh, just looking forward to new stuff coming out later this year. And um, yeah, getting back to doing the pod, man. It's always fun. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention about Yellowstone is there's a prequel series called 1883. Mm-hmm. It stars Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott and Faith Hill and her husband or ex-husband. I can't recall his name. That is some pretty fucking bleak storytelling, too, out on the frontier, man. These fucking mm-hmm. French people are paying Sam Elliott and his sergeant to take them up north to or- Oregon from Fort mm-hmm. Worth. Billy Bob's in it. Plays the sheriff. Okay. Cameo. Uh, Tom Hanks has a cameo in it. And Faith Hill's family. It's Tim McGraw, I think the guy's name is. There you go. He plays yep. John Dutton's ancestor. And this is their mm. story of how they found their founded their ranch. And like originally they're heading up to Oregon from Texas. They, and fucking Yellowstone takes place in Montana. So mm. it's quite interesting. Cool. The Frontier stuff's always pretty interesting to me. So might might check that out. Um, all right, man. Well that's uh that does it for our what are you watching now segment. Um I guess I'm gonna have to run into our movie segment. So uh, in order to do that, I gotta get some help from our guy, Marty. Doc I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the year. The year is 1990, yo. House Party, 1990. The director writer of the film, Reginald Hudlin, has also directed Boomerang, The Ladies Man, TV shows like Psych, The Bernie Mac Show, and Bones. It's currently in pre-production on the Valiant Comics property, Shadow Man. I can't recommend that comic enough. Nice. It's really excellent. That's probably one of the best that they make besides Quantum and Woody. Nice. Release year, 1990. The budget was $2.5 million estimated. Gross box office was $26,500,000 estimated. Caesar's yeah. going to run the main players in the film, 
one cameo that is not written on this list is John Witherspoon plays the yep. neighbor who calls yes. the police next door. <laughs> yeah. Legendary. He plays Pops in the Friday movies. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, run in with uh, Christopher Reed. Uh, he plays Kid. Uh, they can also be seen in House Party 2, House Party 3, and Class Act. I love Class Act. Uh, it's also a funny one. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Martin plays Play. Uh, they can also be seen in House Party 2, House Party 3, and also Class Act. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the movie uh, who plays Pop in this movie, uh, Robin Harris. Uh, they can also be seen in Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, and Harlem Nights. And uh, he also did the voice of the the father, I think, in uh, Bay Bay's Kids, the animated movie. Um, which is based on his stand-up comedy routine. Yes, exactly. Uh, yep. Which is really excellent. It's all about Bay Bay's Kids. And Dolomite. Yes. That's why they had that Dolomite <laughs> reference throughout this whole movie. Yes. Uh, it was awesome, man. And then uh, Martin Lawrence, one of his first appearances in film, uh, plays Bilal. Uh, they can also be seen, obviously, in Bad Boys, uh, the whole film series, Blue Streak, the TV show Martin, the Big Mama's film series, and most recently, uh, it's rumored they, they're in pre-production on Bad Boys 4. Uh-oh. Yep. And then uh, Tisha Campbell plays Sydney. Uh, they can also be seen in Down to Earth, Sprung, Boomerang, and House Party 2, and many, many TV series. Uh, her IMDb page is filled up with TV shows. Uh, but she, she did appear uh, with Martin Lawrence and Martin uh, in The Fresh Prince, uh, the show Empire. And uh, she's currently, I think, doing the voice or did the voice uh, of Tawny Young for uh, the Harley Quinn TV show. So Interesting. Yeah. One other quick one, which was, yeah, AJ Johnson plays Shireen. Um, She is like Sydney's best friend. Uh, they're the two yeah. girls uh, that are in there. And I didn't know this, but just kind of looking up some interesting facts. You know, she was a choreographer, a fitness trainer. Um, and she's been acting since like, you know, the 80s. And she was a fly girl, too, uh, for Living oh. Color. So that's an interesting little tidbit there. You know, honestly... Um, the guys from Full Force that play the goons, yes, are the funniest fucking people in this whole movie. They're funny, man. I, they there's a lot of funny moments, man. But yeah, dude, they're definitely uh, they definitely have a lot of funny ones. Some of the stuff they say and they do. They stole the show. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, with that being said, this is gonna lead us into our first wheel of names and thirty second challenge of the year. So, uh, let's uh, let's get that uh, let's get that ball rolling, man. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's just me and Great Scott on here. Um, so obviously, I can't. I couldn't do anything super special. There it is. There it is. It's just us, man. So, uh, real quick, I didn't, I didn't uh, tell people on a recording, but I did put it out there on our social media. Uh, you can follow us at the No Fifteen Allcast on Twitter. Um, last year's standings ended uh, with me in first place. I did ten uh, wheel names, uh, thirty second challenges, and then the OG had nine. Raul had six. Special K had six. Great Scott had six. So it's the six, 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 the devils uh, right there in the details. <laughs> devil's brigade. Yep. And everyone else had one or one. Uh, uh, Mr. Risk had two. But uh, yeah, I won or lost, depending on how you look at this uh, last year. In the You're the biggest games. loser on the no on 15 yes. all cast. That makes sense. I am uh, the biggest loser. <laughs> By that logic. By that logic. Um, all right, man. I'm going to run the names. And uh, let's see what happens. Caesar Scott. Here we go. Oh, yes. It's a... Yay! And the inaugural winner for the year 2022 is Scott. It was only me or him, so it had to be somebody. It had to be. (laughs) Um, All right, man. So, a uh, 30 second challenge on the movie House Party 1990. Mm-hmm. Starring Kid and Play. Uh, whenever you're ready, 
let me know. I'm ready. All right. And I'll give you a countdown when you're ready. Ready. Three, two, one. Go. Go. T-minus 30 seconds. 1990. Cleveland of all places. Didn't know that. Kid and play. Fluorescent rap. Party at Place House. Kid gets beat up in the fucking lunchroom. They're too old to be eating lunch at school. His dad's pissed. He's grounded. He goes to the party anyway. The cops profile him for having a flat top haircut. He makes it to the party. Everybody's trying to fuck. There's no alcohol. Nobody's getting laid. The party ends abruptly (laughs) around 10. Full force shows up, ready to burn the fucking house down. Robin Harris is on the street. Heavy D is not in this movie. (laughs) Yo, you said everyone's trying to fuck. Weren't they? Isn't that what that whole... It was a fuck party, right? (laughs) But nobody does because there's no alcohol at the party. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, That's what I was asking myself the whole time. Well done, man. Um, All right. So you revisited this film recently, obviously. What... How did it feel watching it again after all this time? Like, how, how long has it been? At least 20 years. Wow. Yep. And like I said, it used to be on every day on the movie channels back in high school. To the point mm-hmm. where, like, people were doing the dance moves and shit up in Wisconsin, even. Mm-hmm. At our school dances. Like, it was popular. Yeah. Just in general. Like, I don't mean to knock it for them not having, like, an alcohol party. But, like, it was a weak-ass party. <laughs> it was a wholesome party man it was it was a wholesome party it really was it was a, it was a school night but the mm-hmm. there was a there was one guy drinking wasn't there uh, yeah what was, what was his name uh, groove i wrote groove down it was groove and he had a british <laughs> accent for a short period of time i'm gonna get those digits yep and he got fucking cock blocked. He was booty dancing at the wall. That was one of the funnier parts. That's oh, when I yeah. started laughing again because at first I was like, they're all dancing to I Can't Do Nothing For You. I don't think people dance to that song. That's a Public Enemy song, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. It doesn't sound like a dance song. Yeah. To me, it didn't seem appropriate. It's like, But at that time, people that's the way people dance, though. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think my main thing is the opening sequence when they have that dream about the house that's bumping mm-hmm. i wrote my notes bass not a as big of a priority in my life right now <laughs> as it used to be you know uh-huh. so maybe i was missing something i didn't have the fucking bass turned up on the tv so i may not know why they were dancing too can't do nothing uh, for you gotcha gotcha been the bass yeah that's true for me um yeah it's been it's been yeah it's been at least uh been a minute man i have to say a good five to ten years since i've seen it um but it took me back man right away to that era of like parties in high school and djing and you know uh the whole like girls messing with boys and then the bullies and like uh you know martin's character like acting like they're hard but they're not like they're you know that kind of stuff all that stuff man just took me back like it, it is kind of a uh a good little capsule of how high school was i guess maybe in the 90s early 90s yeah and the whole cafeteria vibe and you know like the extent when you're in high school at that age and like how how you feel like you're gonna get ready to go to school like that whole scene like him trying to get ready um mm-hmm. what yeah. he's into like the stuff you see on the walls the posters and all the microphones uh, all the mics like obviously he wants to be an mc um you know writing rhymes and stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, all that all that stuff stuck with me man i was like wow that's like that took me back um and then the music too obviously it's like it was like a weird like you said with the commercial that kept playing throughout the film like it was a weird period of time where you kind of had a lot of classic music that was still uh kind of going on but then you had like hip-hop was in a in a happy yeah. place at that time yeah it was you know? fluorescent yeah what was the uh, name of that album that was on the commercial I just called it the soul mix. The soul mix. But yeah, it kept playing. Uh, It was like in every house too. Mm -hmm. So like every. uh, That's back in the day when there was only a few free TV channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. I I loved it. Like revisiting it, hearing the jokes again. I told my wife watching. I was like, man, I I shit you not. 
for a long time i said some of the shit like some of the slang from that movie i i still <laughs> like catch myself saying it I'll you know? kick your fucking ass. Yeah. I love uh, saying that shit to people. <laughs> it's embarrassing now, man, but it was fucking funny. When you think then. about it. Yeah, man. Like uh, the part when they're in the party and I think chill and groove, like this girl walks away and they're like, ooh, scandalous. I still catch myself saying stupid stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's from house party. Yeah. You know? And it makes um, it funny. Yeah, man. Because it's so out of place. It's like saying word. Yeah. <laughs> That the way they talked definitely was very influential at the time too. I was I was like ten years old I think when this came out, like or eleven, going on eleven, you know. So it was like very influential. The music, the way the way people dressed. That is how people dressed back then. Um, the high top fades, the cross colors clothes. Um, there was like a weird group because it was nine nineteen ninety. So those people coming from the eighties into the nineties kind of still had some of the eighties style. The way mm-hmm. they were dressing, like they were, I think one of the dudes from Full Force had like some Z Cavaricci pants on that you could see like <laughs> he had like yeah. the belt buckles in the back, <laughs> yeah. and with like a tank top, like dude was swole, <laughs> and his so. fucking sweater was all slashed up. Slash? No, his name was Stab. Yeah, his character. Yeah, but his yeah. sweater was Stab. Cut, cut up. Yeah, it was cut up. Um. <laughs> And that scene too uh, kind of kicks off in the movie in the cafeteria when um, well, the kid it gets kicks into off it. with his fucking dad, dude. Oh, with his dad too. Chris, yeah. it's time for school. I made breakfast. You gonna come eat this shit? <laughs> uh, and then and vulgar, dude. Yeah, he he, uh, he goes downstairs and he acts like you know, he's gonna get a piece of toast. And he's like, he's like, Chris, eat your damn breakfast. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. Pops is funny. Robin Harris is hilarious in the movie. I, I always remember that part too, though, because he gets into a fight with you know the goons uh, from Full Force, and uh, they're so swole they pick him up, <laughs> just hold him up while yep. another one punches him by his arm and his dick. <laughs> and then after he gets punched and thrown on the table, they're like, "What you got to say now?" He's like, "Your Shaolin technique is very good." <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, you think I'm playing? <laughs> No, that's a strange reference too. So early, yeah, yeah, early in the film. Mm-hmm. No, just like early in time, in real time, in real life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think people were that Shaolin wasn't mainstream uh, knowledge. No, it wasn't. You're right. You're right. Because there was a there was like a group of people that were into like the whole Samurai Sunday, like the um, you know Shaw Brothers films and stuff like that that uh, were into those kung fu films um, for sure. But yeah, that, that that's true. Now that you mention it, what do you think about the whole idea of like the movie being about like a house party? Yeah, I think that with it being on a weekday and stuff, mm-hmm. it made me think of Revenge of the Nerd. Like the house party mm-hmm. itself was a vehicle for them to get pussy. Mm-hmm. They should have called it Pussy Party, because <laughs> that's all the movie's about: people trying to get laid. I got no problem yeah. with that. I'm just saying, like, that's what the house party is about. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, hey, what's wrong with that? That's what all yeah. that rap was about back then. Yeah. That's you true. Know, it doesn't have to be fucking gross at all. Yeah. Like when um, it is kind of like a that is a theme in, in the film. I think I have that in my notes, too. It's like definitely a lot of sex talk mm-hmm. going throughout the flick. And then um, the scene where kids on his way. To the party after he sneaks out because the school is going to call his house and uh you know tell his dad what happened but he sneaks mm-hmm. out and which is one of my favorite scenes um leading up to that i guess so i'm kind of ahead of myself but when robin harris is like you know talking about oh i thought we were going to stay in tonight you know watch dolomite <laughs> and you know he's like oh man and then he's he sits back on the couch and starts fixing the fan <laughs> and uh-huh. he's like i that that saying from that that again another thing that i've said forever in my life because of house party uh the scene where robin harris is it's so hot screwing in here. the yeah he's like it's so hot in here could have swear i saw the devil sitting next to me last night <laughs> i swear yeah. i say that now like man it's so hot in here I, I just say it like out of nowhere when it's hot because yep. of that movie um but robin i harris thought you were gonna out. say come on kid you grew up on dolomite <laughs> and then he quotes Dolomite it. Oh, is some fucking vulgar ass. <laughs> Way down in the jungle deep. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, he sneaks out. His, you know, Pops falls asleep. And you see him wake up when he hears the door close. But he just kind of sneaks away to go to the house party. And on his way to the house party, he runs into the goons again. And to get away from them, you know, and he runs into some cops, too, uh, which is like, you know, they say some messed up shit to him. They're like, hey, race your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where are you going? Um, yeah. He got racially then, profiled by Pennywise and a steroid bloated Ron Livingston looking dude for having <laughs> a flat top. Yeah, dude. Uh, the cops who were played by Barry Diamond and Mike Newski, cop number one and cop two. Uh, they had some pretty memorable lines too in there uh, in that movie. Um, but they pretty much, yeah, they are typecast as racial cops. Like they're super racist and uh, everything that happens uh, and they do, <laughs> it's pretty much. They act like it's not fucking racist. So they act like we're just the, doing exactly. our job. It's so exactly. Up. They do. Yeah. Again, one of these things that would not be acceptable nowadays uh, is, is those cops. Which shouldn't have been acceptable back then, but it is what it is. Uh, they got it and captured it in the movie, comedically. Yep. So it's like you laugh even though it's messed up, but that's that's what ends up happening. Um, or before they get caught by the police, before full force is caught by the cop, kid hops the fence to escape full force. Yeah, that's where I was going. That's when he saw fat people fucking. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just staring and then you can see this dude reaching for the gun right uh, and then and he's still uh, watching like what are you waiting for dude? <laughs> and then he gets out and full force comes and uh they peep you know what's going on he's like damn peep freaks and starts shooting the gun off at him um, mm-hmm. but yeah I, I always remember that scene too that's that seems funny man and you know what the funniest part about that is what the raw athleticism that kid shows that's actually kid. dude yeah, hopping that fence, dude. He jumps like nothing, man. Yeah, but uh, that's one of my notes too. Like, so after that, he gets to the party, and it's like I've never seen a party as hype as that was. Like when he walks in, and everyone's jumping up and down, everyone's dancing, and he's just walking in. It's like, what's up? What's up? Like saying what's up to everybody at mm-hmm. the party, and it's Everybody's just like so drunk. hype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always, I always remember that. Like if you go to a house party, that was like the standard. Uh, uh-huh. house party standard like everybody had to be dancing and like you couldn't move because it was so packed really yeah man it was crazy all people did at our parties is fucking slam alcohol no well that's what i mean i agree with you like <laughs> there was like a very little segment at a house party where people might be dancing but yeah. this house party in the movie the way it's the depicted whole house is like the, yep. yeah it was like the most hype party i've ever seen in my life Oh, you know? I got you. I thought you were saying like all oh, your parties were like that. I was like, we're in love. No, dude. <laughs> that was like, that was the standard. Um, I thought that kid ran to that uh, into that fundraiser thing that that AAE was like a fucking. Oh, he did. You're right. You're party. right. He did right Clinton. where George Clinton was DJing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got a question for you. Why the fuck did kid decide he's? Oh, I'm just gonna rap at this thing. George Clinton's he's, here. He just saw Mike just fucking start rapping. Yep. He's like, "Yo, what's up, money? What, what's going on here?" He's like, uh, "Another party for the what do you say? Some graveyard or something like uh-huh. that." And um, he's like, "Well, let me tell you, put some records on there, do a little bit of this cutting, and give me the mic, and we'll get this party hype." Like he's just he just wants to rap, you know. Uh-huh. And I think he saw any opportunity where he saw it, like, "Hey, yeah. you know, maybe I can practice with these people or something." And uh, yeah, I always remember that lady in the crowd going like this with her yeah. hands. Like yeah, that's what I, he's going to that's actually to, really just wave your hands in the air. <laughs> she yeah. does not know what he's talking about. The way they're all like, "What is happening? What's going yeah, on?" Man. Yeah, you're right. He got there before he went to the party. Um, from there, he escapes. Yeah, because the cops but send that, them all in different directions. Yeah, not to run through like the whole plot, but that that part of that like leading just getting to the party is pretty memorable in the movie um the party itself just the things that happen there like you know the dance battle and the, you know the rap battle um some of the more memorable things to me too probably those those are probably two of my favorite scenes in the whole movie uh the dance just the battle. dance battle the dance battle and the rap battle yeah my favorite part of the dance battle is when that groove guy is out there he just decides he's in the dance battle 
And apparently his dick is hard from drinking malt liquor and he's in the dance battle. Yo, that that's another funny scene though. When the, the way they ditch his ass, I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> like he did that to someone. Yeah, that was good. That's funny shit. Yeah, they ditched him really bad, man. They knocked on a door and just like he falls in. <laughs> to the house. That's worse than like throwing eggs at people's house. Here's your son. Yeah, dude. It was really bad. Um, you know, another thing I was gonna say, like, I identify a lot with in the film is like, you know, Pops, he plays a perfect like parent that works nights, you know what I mean? Like he he like he embodied that to a T. Like he's like uh and another thing I didn't realize as a kid, I guess, was like, yo, he's obviously working like third shift, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had parents, you know, I worked third shift, or worked second shift, and stuff, and they, you know, I didn't see them a lot, but yeah, that that was uh, that. something. Yeah, Most man. Of the time when I was taking doing my duties, yeah, it was always third shift, man. That's yeah, that's fucking, rough, man. It's rough on your body. I could imagine. <laughs> you seen him uh, laid yeah, up man. in the bed, dude. He was out, and that's something like as an adult and as a parent like you later on like when you see some of these things you you identify with them a little bit more i think mm-hmm. um it is a comedy film obviously but like that is one of the serious more serious things in the film more uh the aspects of it you know yeah dad he's and, like a uh, single dad raising him yeah like when he grounds him yeah. you might not think of it as a kid you're like what the hell did he mean yeah he, he tells kids like look man i want you to focus on studying <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I can't have you fucking up like I did, meaning mm-hmm. I fucked up and had a kid, yeah. and now yeah. I'm left taking care of my kid by myself. That's that's kind of fucking deep. It is, dude. It is, and it's crazy. Um, they don't really go into a lot of backstory, but you know, like his mom died, and obviously that's how the whole fight started in school. But that's also like another funny scene in the movie when uh, Robin Harris is, finally gets out the house and goes to look for kid. And and he gets stopped by the cops. Uh-huh. But before then, he's walking. He's like, "Man, I should have never married that white woman." <laughs> he's, right. he's so pissed. He's screaming <laughs> it out loud, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, yeah, the cops, cops try to shake his ass. <laughs> oh down. my god! And he's not dude. fucking having it, dude. It is so funny. He's like, "Hey, you, where are you going?" He's like, "More than mind my fucking business." <laughs> uh-huh. What did he say when they told him they go go home? He's like, oh, he you goes, go home. No, he goes, fuck you. And then, yeah, then he says, fuck you. Oh, but you know when they actually get out and they pat him down because he's just going to uh-huh. put his hands in his pockets and they pull their guns out, right? Which is fucked up. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not even scared. No, he's just like used to it. And then they lean back. He says, um, he's like, I know why y'all fucking with me. All right, here goes the scene I'm talking about. Lean back. I know why you stopped me. I know why. Because I'm a poor black man in a black neighborhood on a black block, and y'all just want to bust my black ass. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. and then he says, the cop says, and you definitely black. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yes, he is. Oh, man, dude. It's just like, again, it's something that you would definitely not see nowadays because it is not acceptable. Uh, so. Yeah, it would but be they're, more dramatic. Sometimes you, it makes you think, though, like, are they putting a lens to it comedically, but trying to make people aware of it? At the time, yeah, because it wasn't, uh, not that it didn't happen, it's just the news didn't cover it. No yeah. one gave a fuck. Yeah, that's true. All I know <laughs> is those fucking cops, they had a couple Soglo jokes in this movie, like when Robin Harris shows up at the house party. Mm-hmm. Follow the drip. Follow the drip. Yeah, he said that there was AJ a more Johnson. subtle one when the cops arrest full force for trying to burn down the house. Yeah, he puts his hand on the guy's head to put him into the fucking car, and then mm-hmm. he looks at his hand and like, ill, and he's Ew. wiping it on yeah. his shirt. <laughs> but they said, anybody got a light? And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, bought a Bud Light. Uh, how about a Bud not Light? Even, the, there you go. That's funny, what he says. Dude. But he turns on the light, and it's so stupid, man. Oh. Did you know, and it was kind of an interesting fact to just throw in there, but that 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 party was filmed at Play's house, his real house? Really? Because what I had to say is, like, that house was all right. It's not a run-down house. Yeah. But it's, like, nothing special. Yeah. I wouldn't throw a big-ass house party in it. But I guess, uh, yeah, they used his real house. Supposedly. 
Was it his real car too? I don't know. <laughs> I had that. I had a baby blue version of that fucking car, and that car sucks. The Chevette, mm-hmm. four door Chevette. Mine was a fucking Ford, but it's all the same. Yeah, I was gonna say like personally, it influenced. I feel like it influenced a lot of people at that time to get into like DJing at parties and stuff. Um, just like Martin Lawrence's DJ character is like probably underappreciated, but appreciated by DJs all over the world. Uh, yeah. just because the shit you have to go through when you DJ at parties. I did that. I did that a lot in high school. Yeah, and a little bit after high school DJing. And he's like, yeah, you're sitting there waiting because if you don't have a vehicle big enough to fit all your equipment, you got to wait for somebody to come pick you up. And, uh, you know, that whole scene when he's waiting there and play like he's like, no, I'll come back for you. So he loads up the car with all of his equipment and then he dips like leaves him like and he's messing up his equipment when he's putting it in the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That whole shit was like, oh, man, like you can't do that. Yeah. There's another part of that scene that probably don't go over too well these days and he goes tell the bitch to walk oh man he goes your mom oh i've heard that too she goes i'll (laughs) kick your ass (laughs) i'll bite a woman i don't care kick your ass yeah my wife's like what the hell i would have said the same shit too your mama's Uh a bitch (laughs) what did she think about him him saying he'd kick her ass oh hell no that's uh yeah that's it's unacceptable man but um, yeah, going through that whole thing. The dance battle as well. So you can relate to this on a couple levels, right? Yeah. When you when you danced, did you dance like that? Or was it just breaking? Nah, it was breaking, man. That dance was like, that was, that was like when the hip hop moves like had names, like the Bankhead Bounce and the Roger Rabbit and stuff like that. People would give them names like that. Um, and the Kid and Play was the name of a move and they do it. You know what I'm saying? They do it in the movie. Um, thing yeah the kick thing and when play is trying to do it when he's cleaning up the house before the party that yeah. was like the thing that everyone tried to do like in the back in the day they were always trying to hop over their leg you know uh-huh. like hold your leg and try to hop over it and do the kid at yeah. play that was the um, next level after doing the flips yeah dude it was crazy that i identify with a lot martin lawrence's dj character because you go through a lot of that shit like when you're djing especially when you're young and back then like now you don't have that problem you're not taking a bunch of records anymore you have everything's digital you might take your laptop you might have like some digital turntables but you know you're not taking that much equipment like before yeah and the uh, fucking quality <clears throat> of those small speakers these days yeah way different phenomenal yeah i did see that too though they had some Sirwin vegas i was like oh damn i remember those speakers uh they were they were showing them off in the movie um which ones were they the ones they brought or the ones that he had up in his room the ones he had in his room and he had them on the porch like ready to load up but they didn't actually show those getting loaded into the car because they were probably like yo those are really expensive uh, <laughs> in real life we're right. gonna mess these up so. yeah Bilal had a cool room yeah he had a bunch he had of like fucking titty posters porn, porn, <laughs> porn mag uh, posters all up over the wall he's uh-huh. like he said something too when he was leaving i girls or something like that right um but it's yeah it's funnier to me now the dj part because of like me going like i personally my experiences with djing and stuff and like when he's at the party djing and dude backs up and bumps the table and he gets pissed when chill yeah chill backs up into the table he's like man I'm helping you out like man you gonna mess up my needles <laughs> the shits yeah. are expensive are records expensive at the time were they expensive um i don't know i, I mean early 90s i'm guessing they were probably like four bucks a pop five bucks a pop maybe depending albums might have been like 10 bucks you know a whole album but just depends what kind of music you were doing um i know when i started like getting into DJing, for djing are those expensive it depends again just depends like back in the day i remember i used to pay like eight dollars a record eight dollars or nine bucks sometimes if it was like a special press uh like the vinyl was colored or something it might be like more fifteen dollars twenty dollars so you don't want that scratched right uh it depends again like if it's super special like that if it's an album like you're not going to use it really to cut then yeah you don't mess it up but a lot of them you you naturally have to scrub them i would just assume anything don't break any of my shit never what did you think like the whole dynamic between kid and play and where we meet also 
we met and we haven't spoke about them very much, but uh, Tisha Campbell's character, uh, yeah. Sydney, and um, Sheree. Like that was another thing, a dynamic I think that they portrayed in the films, like how like high school girls at that time mm-hmm. might have been like you know just playing with boys and stuff, playing around yeah, and stuff, teasing them and shit. Yeah. So do work. you think? Do you think that nowadays that's something that uh, women would like the way it's depicted? I don't see that they would have a problem. Like, yeah, that's how I was when I was a kid, you know? Because mm-hmm. they're not just giving it up easy. The one girl knows him already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like she just met a stranger mm-hmm. out at an ecstasy party and let him bust a nut in her body, you know? <laughs> bust the nut in her body. They were being responsible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that's how shit is nowadays from what i hear oh my goodness all right is I there any other they, they had that message of responsibility that was popular to the genre at the time yeah because of yeah. fucking aids so yeah i thought that's, it was that's one that's one of my notes too is like you know you end up seeing like that uh kind of both kid and play uh, have a thing for sheree or they kind of want to talk to her but if it doesn't work out you know works out better for one versus the other um obviously kid ends up talking to teach campbell's sydney character walking her home getting to know her and he tells her like you know i don't want just you know someone to mess around with i also want a friend like and that's kind of like where you see later in the other in the film series they do have a relationship that that lasts so um yeah. that scene to me is funny friends though. first before lovers <laughs> yeah whereas you know play had that whole friends that fuck attitude about things yeah dude he literally has a scene in the movie where he's like yo if she gets pregnant that's her problem i ain't taking yeah. care of it i was it's like, like damn the most real parts like, of the movie you can't yeah you can't say that shit no more man <laughs> like that, that's just messed up um lots of kids out there with no dad because of that kind of fucking mentality exactly yeah but kid dude when the he's getting it on with uh sydney and it seems like they're actually gonna do something she's like do you have a um a condom and then he pulls it out like that shit yeah. cracked me up because like it was like a dusty ripped up oh that's uh-huh. condom. <laughs> i found a couple of those motherfuckers in my computer yeah. bag just recently dude oh my god all and, fucking uh, hard like that <laughs> he said so it, but you know in in a way subtly it is a message about safe sex that they do show that in the film mm-hmm. again which is something that yeah. i think at that time like you said uh was being more prominent in in film just kind of sending the message of you know you have to try to practice safe sex yeah and without um, mentioning aids because it's supposed to be a fun movie yeah exactly pretty it much effective yeah and they didn't do anything and she's like there'll be other times like she tells him you know because mm-hmm. he even brings up other you know forms of yeah. protection like he says like are if you on he the pill her in her ass like he brought up her parents <laughs> said... would have caught him balls deep in her butthole <laughs> and all hell would have broke loose there would have been no house party too I'll tell you that he was fucking murdered <laughs> oh my goodness but he brought all it up right. he did bring it up yeah he did suddenly she goes uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> oh my goodness thinking about he had that rex and effects in his mind <laughs> but this movie I th- w- rex and effects no. fucking rump shaker is that what it rump was shaker. called yeah i remember rump shaker but do you wow. think overall is that <laughs> is that like the the overarching theme is just like a fun movie is that what yeah. you would tell people yep like is it a good like time capsule of the time like the 90s absolutely because i think the main thing about this is at the time Mm-hmm. major like news media was all about gang violence yeah you know and cleveland's just as fucking nasty as the next place yeah and i think because of this movie i never really thought of that as like you know all black people are in gangs yeah because like i said i moved to a really sheltered community where you would think like that's all the fucking exposure you got to black people other than a few comedians and shit was gangster rap and shit like that mm-hmm it took this stuff over like people would knock on this music eventually but i always liked hit and play i had their yeah. tapes their fucking cassette tapes <laughs> there's a small small part where somehow kid runs into full force again after he leaves sydney's house mm-hmm. 
and it's like a totally different fucking <laughs> movie for the last few minutes where he gets put in the local county jail. Yeah. And my and fucking... He's... <laughs> he's in there with full force. Full force does... They have him trapped in the fridge before the cops come and arrest them. And... Yes. And the other guy goes, let's go dump this fridge in the fucking river. That's how pissed they are at, kid. <laughs> they want to murder him. Two dudes in silk suits that did a snatching grab at a beauty salon were being chased off by a Rottweiler. The guy had the fucking perm machine on his head and he's carrying a fucking vacuum. And they, they escaped the dog on the bus. Those were the producers the and the director of the film. All right. That makes sense. That was pretty yeah. funny because you're like, what? Yeah. You got to think about it for a minute. Then there's a nasty ass Persian pimp on the phone with him kids in jail. And when the five bigs are ready to fuck kid in his ass at county jail, they're drawing straws. Yeah. Kid decides to do bust a don't fuck me in the ass rap. And the per the person pimp <laughs> is grooving to it, you know, he's like, Yeah, he's head bobbing and on the phone with watching kid rap. Uh, I thought that was funny. And then <laughs> play says, Hey, do you want to come over and watch it? they get him out of jail? Obviously they bail kid out of jail on time so he isn't raped and playing Bilal and the girls bail kid out of jail and he says, You wanna come over and watch Crush Groove and Beat Street? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, you know what I love? It was breaking. I wonder when that shit's coming on. But my main question was, what the fuck is Beat Street? I never heard of Beat Street. You never seen Beat Street? No, I never even oh, heard man. of it. You gotta watch it, man. It's like straight up classic early uh, 80s breakdance movie uh, in New York. Ooh. Yeah, like uh, Grandmaster. There's so many rappers in there. Treacherous 3, Grandmaster Flash. Uh, it's another one of those movies, man. There's a real battle uh, caught on film. They're like a breakdance battle between, I think, yeah. uh, Rocksteady Crew and New York City Breakers. Wow. Like those were two crews back in the day. Um, pretty dope. Classic. It covers like all the elements of hip hop too. It's like breakdancing, oh, DJing, graffiti. graffiti. Uh, yeah. MC. Yeah, MC. All four. Uh-huh. So yeah, man. It's pretty cool. So uh, was Fab Five Freddy in that movie? Uh, I don't know. Remember him from Saturday morning cartoons? I guess he was a big time NYC graffiti artist. Oh, yeah. But Belial and Chill's clothes reminded me of Fab Five Freddy. Oh, okay. And then there's a mid credit scene to this movie. Do you remember that? At the end? Yeah. Yeah. With the cops walking out? Uh huh. Apparently, yeah. the house party blew the roof off the motherfucker and crushed the racist cops. <laughs> that's how the movie ends. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> Also, another thing we didn't mention. What's would that? Say, would you say Kid won that rap battle? Yes. In the house party, he did. annihilated him. He, he got the last word in on the, on the on the battle. Um. All right, man. So let's run uh, back to the future. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. We're sending you back to the future. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, so in this segment, we talk about movies that might be similar, something more contemporary, kind of like House Party. So is there anything that you would compare uh, to House Party, like something newer or something that you think is along the same lines? Kind of. There's that one where the fucking kids throw their fucking house party and it, uh... it turns into a riot or some shit. Oh, what's that and called? Like, I know he burnt what you're his about. fucking parents' house down, and he's like, "My life is ruined. I destroyed my entire family." Oh, I'm a I know fucking what legend. About. I think it's just uh, a party movie or some shit like that. Twenty one and over. Project X. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's Project X. Yeah, twenty one yeah. and over is different. Super bad was good. Yeah, lines, a, a little more wholesome. Newer. I can't think of anything really new. New that's like this because the thing that the that I. Also about this movie is it had real like artists in it, you know, mm-hmm. it had real performers in it, you know, um, like obviously Kid and Play were real rappers at the time. Full mm-hmm. Force was a real band, a group at the time. George Clinton was in it. Um, maybe like Friday, the Friday movies with Ice Cube, you know, he had yeah. real artists in, in his movies uh, that the Friday series. Yeah, but not uh, for the same like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, like that other shit we mentioned like crush group that's not newer but yeah it was a hip-hop movie there's one that's uh with shameek moore that's pretty good too where it kind of it's like along the same lines where they're in high school and they get into stuff yeah i think it's called dope which is pretty good too 
Uh, if you've never seen that one, it's a little bit newer. We should make uh, more. He is the dude that does the voice of Miles Morales in Into Spider Verse. He was also um, he's also in the Wu Tang uh, series. He plays Raekwon. Oh, uh, he's also yeah, he's in... the most like uh, in Wu Tang. He's the most authentic of all of them. I think. Really, I think so. You like him? Something about. I like him. the dude that plays uh, Ghostface Killer too. Yeah, he's good, but. I see what you're saying, though. I don't think he like captures them, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Shamik more, man. He's good, pretty much in everything uh, that I've ever seen him in. He's like probably one of my favorite up and coming actors for sure. He's also a singer too. I didn't know that. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, those are probably the only things I can kind of compare to House Party. That Project X is the only thing. All right. Short that movie where Snoop and his homie are in high school. And Snoop's a full-grown uh, adult playing. Dude, these guys kid. were full-grown adults too, though. It's yeah, another thing, an interesting fact. They were like almost thirty, and they were uh, in high school, like twenty-eight. Yeah, it really showed with full force. Yeah, they didn't dude, even shave or nothing. Like, they, just, I'm in the cafeteria. Had, like, dude had razor bumps. He'd been shaving for years already. In full mm-hmm. force. Uh, you could totally see that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. There's nothing really like that anymore. Yeah, I know. Where the, I know. There's where rumors. the cops beat the kid, that kids off camera, and that's a joke. <laughs> that too. I mean, uh, we'll take them down to the docks. It's less paperwork. They say. In the uh-huh. I know there's supposed to be a remake getting done by uh, the company that LeBron James runs, uh, produces, trying to make a remake. But he says it's not necessarily a remake of House Party, but along those same lines, uh, they're trying to get like you know artists now that are popular. A reimagining. Yeah. So, see mm-hmm. how that goes. All right, That's then. Kind of what the avenue I went with the recasting idea. And good. Uh, th- let's roll into our recast segment then. All right. Yeah. Genius! The can's upside down. Uh, don't talk to me like a child. I played Hamlet at Cambridge. Once again, you've ruined my concentration. Excuse me. Excuse me. What's what's my motivation? Recasting a movie. Trust one of us, not some actor. That's it. I am going to my trailer. All right, on to the recast segment. Scott, I am really excited to hear who you're going to recast uh, in your reimagining of House Party. Yeah. Are you going 1990 or are you going modern? Going modern. Like these people would be their age today. Like okay. if they're redoing this. Okay. Let's say because of the Dolomite reference, Pops should be played by Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. And then. All right. The neighbor, played by John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. I think it would be funny if it was Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre? Yeah, you know how oh. he's so fucking legendary. Ah. For him to be the one complaining about the noise next door. You know? Oh, okay. okay. Would be That's funny. good. That's good. Okay. And then Groove and Chill, same actors, but they're in wheelchairs, like from Walking Dead. <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, you just have to pick somebody for those guys. Someone new, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, that little guy I showed you earlier. Mm-hmm. from the meet the blacks i think you get that whole cast in that party and you got a funny ass house party going on even if okay. it's just small bit pieces and then right. kid and play and belial i just saw the migos on uh wrestling on the pay-per-view mm-hmm. on the it was like day one of the year new year's mm-hmm. day they did a pay-per-view and the migos mm-hmm. they just seem like fun dudes migos? They're a trio, the migos i believe it was migos they're a trio of rappers i don't know where they're from they have to be semi-successful to okay. have been on wrestling, you know? And then for to replace Full Force, are you familiar with the New Day from wrestling? Yeah. Kofi Kingston, that, that, Langston, and that, Xavier yeah. Woods. I think they would pull that shit off. That, that would be. be actually really good. That's a really good casting, yeah. And then for okay. Shireen, Kiki from that morning show with Michael Strahan, because she, she played one of the hookers on, uh, on that Jennifer Lopez movie where they ripped off everybody's credit cards. The strippers. All right. And then for Sydney, was it Jenna Frumes or Frumes from Meet the Blacks 2? Okay. Gotcha. To play Got as it. Sydney. And then for the cops, I said Chuck Norris and Dennis Leary again. They'll always Chuck, be my cops in my remakes, Norris. in my imaginary remakes. Dennis Leary. All right. Uh, damn. It's going to be hard to top, man. I had. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So. For my kid and play, I was going to go with 
that Hollywood screwed this up somehow, like how they cast Brad Pitt in the Mexican. Uh, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> they would cast Timothy Chalamet to play kid. <laughs> the kid yeah. from Dune. And, oh, my goodness. And uh, they'll cast uh, John Boyega to play play. Uh, so <laughs> does Chalamet have a fucking big ass eraser flat top? <laughs> somehow he does. And, um, and <laughs> mm-hmm. Robin Harris pops. Um, I would probably uh, cast this dude from uh, Werewolves Within. What's his name? So yeah, I would, yeah, I would cast Sam Richardson as uh, pops. Choice. And then for Sydney, I would cast uh, Zendaya. Yeah, I Sydney. figured that you would say that. And then, but see, I'm I'm doing like age appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. So. Sheree, I would cast. What's this girl's name? She played Storm in um, mm-hmm. in uh, yeah, in the X-Men movies. Apocalypse one. Yes, She's Alexandra Ship. Yeah, Alexandra Ship. She was in a, a horror movie that's actually pretty good too. Um, called Tragedy Girls, which is a pretty funny movie. Her and Brianna Hildebrand are in it together. They basically kill people to get popular on social media. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would cast her. Alexander Ship as uh, Sheree. And then for Martin Lawrence's character, this one's tough, man. Kid Capri. Kid Capri. <laughs> I would cast Shamik Moore to play uh, Bilal. And he is? He's the dude that uh, we were just talking about to play Raekwon. I feel like he could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't top, I cannot top the uh, the New Day as uh, Full Force and uh, that crew. That's like I can't think mm-hmm. of anything better than that. That's that's perfect casting. They're so fucking hyper, dude. Mm-hmm. And then for the two cops, outcast Kevin. What's that guy's name? No, King of Queens. Really? <laughs> I would cast him. Oh well. my god! Fucking <laughs> Paul Blart. Paul Blart obviously yep. just fits that mold, man. And uh, Michael yep. Chiklis. <laughs> That'll be my two cops. They'd be too racist. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, and I would I would cast Mike Epps as the neighbor, as John Weatherspoon's character. That's a good idea too. But uh, apparently yeah, man, he's week. from down here. I didn't know that. Really? He's from Indiana, right? Indianapolis, yeah. exactly. I guess. Yeah. If I'm not nice. mistaken. All right. So that's at man. Walmart, though. So I never seen him. <laughs> I never seen him. <laughs> um. Final thoughts. I don't know. I think that the fucking end credits scene tells the whole story man yeah people just want to be fucking left alone and have fun that's true man i i uh i would recommend this film series to people it's just it's a fun series if you've never seen house party you can watch all three even uh class act with kid and play is a really funny movie too where they again in high school even though they're probably in their mid-30s by that time uh in mm-hmm. that film but um they're all fun films just kind of definitely like time capsules of that era you know um just the stuff that everyone was into and the music and everything uh really captures it so influential time i think it's a super influential movie i think it uh you can still see a lot of its effects in nowadays in pop culture and stuff like that so definitely check it out yeah. i enjoyed it yeah it'll make your ass laugh for sure mm-hmm. that does it yo first one's in the bin for 2022 uh, thanks for listening. All right, y'all. Could you could you be quiet for a minute? All right, Wiz, turn it down, Dukes. Could y'all please shut up, Wiz? Chill. Yo, play got something to say. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Let's get this together, cause it ain't gonna last forever. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, man, don't trash my place. Ayo, herb, bass.
sure It's your last chance to do her You are wanting to know what the good life is Beats by her rhymes, kid and play The cuts by whips to just hype it up For this here crowd with moves that would make friends stare proud Laughs call for alcohol at the jamboree Just get off the wall, jamboree Just rock when the beat drops Watch the clock, it's almost time to close up shop But we've got to hip hop harder Where's you and Stan? Look out for my father Kid, make sure ain't nothing been broken Last record, y'all, and I'm hoping we don't get caught Because I know uh, if mom finds out, I'm over Call out 